Lord and thank the Lord God Almighty. Let's give God all the praise. Let's give Him all the glory. Let's give Him all the honor. For indeed, death could not hold down our feet. Death could not hold down our Lord and our God. Death could not hold Him down. Let's give God praise and exalt and praise Him. Let's give God praise and exalt Him for death could not hold Jesus now. For indeed our God is a risen King. For Jesus is not in the grave, for He has risen. Father, we give you praise and we thank you. We exalt your name and we magnify your name for who you are. For what you are, our Lord and our God. We give you praise and we exalt you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Let's turn our Bibles this morning, if we will, to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Apostle was teaching us on Friday. And he started to teach us some deep things. In chapter 1 of the book of Colossians, reading from verse 13. The Bible says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And has brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. The word of God says, We who were once lost and dead in sin, he has reconciled unto himself. Let's lift up our voices this morning and thank God because he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. You and I are not in the dominion of darkness. We are now in the kingdom of the son that he loves. Let's lift up our voices and begin to praise the Lord. Let's thank him for indeed today we celebrate the fact that we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. Father, we thank you, Lord, because for today, Lord, as a body of Christ, we celebrate the fact, Lord God Almighty, that we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. We thank you, Father God, because you have brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love. We thank you, Lord God, for we who were once lost and dead in sin, Father God, you reconciled unto yourself. We thank you, Father God Almighty, and we give you praise. We thank you, our Lord and our God, and we give you praise. We thank you, Father, for you rescued us. You rescued us. You rescued us, Father God, from the dominion of darkness. We are no longer held bound by the things and the, and, and, and the affairs and the circumstances and the issues of the world, Father God, because we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. Father, we thank you, Lord God, because we are no longer bound. We have been set free, for it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Lord, we thank you because it was for freedom that Christ set us free. No longer to be subject to the yoke of slavery. Father, we thank you because we are no longer subject to the yoke of slavery. We thank you, Father God, because we are no longer subject to the yoke of slavery. Thank you, Father God, because you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness. We thank you, our Lord and our God, because you have rescued us, Lord God, from the dominion of darkness. You have brought us, Father God Almighty, into the kingdom of the Son that you love. 
Father, we praise and we exalt your name. We thank you, Father God. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The next verse, verse 14 says, In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Let's lift up our voices and thank God for the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. See, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, reading from around about verse 18, it says that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. So this morning we'll pray. we say, Lord, you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness. You have brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love. And you have, in verse 14, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Let's thank God this morning for the redemption and for the forgiveness of sins. The Bible says, though your sins be as scarlet, they are now as white as snow. Come, let us reason together, the word of the Lord says. Let's lift up our voice and begin to thank God for the redemption that we have. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed, Father God, from the dominion of darkness. Thank you, Lord God, because we have forgiveness of our sins, our Lord and our God. Your word says in the book of Isaiah, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Oh, Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the redemption that we have. We thank you, Father God, for we have been redeemed. Indeed, your word says, Lord God Almighty, that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We thank you, Lord, for the songwriter says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We are your redeemed, our Father and our God, and we declare today, Father God, that because we have been redeemed, we thank you for the victory that is ours in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord God, for we have been forgiven. Thank you, Lord God, for we have been forgiven. Not because of our own righteousness, not because of our own goodness, not because of the things that we have done, but the things, Lord God Almighty, that you have done for us in Christ Jesus. For your word declares, Father God, for you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the, for, for the, for the code that has been written against us has been removed. And we thank you, Father God Almighty, for we no longer, no longer have fear, Father God, because it is in you that we live, in you that we move, in you, Lord God, that we have our being. Our Father and our God, we thank you for redemption. We thank you, Lord God, for the redemptive grace. We thank you, Father God, for the redemption grace. We thank you, Lord God, for the redemptive power. We give you praise and we exalt you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the redemptive power. That which we celebrate today, that which we acknowledge today, that which the whole church gathers together to celebrate today, the redemption, Father, that is wrought in the blood of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you. We thank you, our Father and our God. We appreciate you, our Lord 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 and our God. We thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness that we have. We thank you, Lord God, for that forgiveness, Father God Almighty. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, Father God. We praise you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Still in that same portion of Scripture, in the book of Colossians, he says in verse 15, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 16 goes on to say, 
For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17 goes on to say, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And verse 18 goes on to say, And he is the head of the church, or the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. And verse 19 goes on to say, For God was pleased to have him, or to have all his, all his fullness dwell in him. Verse 20, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Let's lift up our voice and thank God for the peace that we have. The peace that we have today is not the peace that, that man gives, it's the peace that we have through the blood that was shed on the cross. Let's begin to give God praise and thank you for the peace that we have in him. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for the peace that we have in you. We thank you, our Father and our God, for the peace that we have in you. We thank you, Lord God, for the peace that we have in you. We thank you, Lord God, for the peace that we have in you by the blood that was shed on the cross. We thank you, Lord God, for the peace that we have in you because of the blood that was shed from the cross. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the peace that we have in him because of the blood, Father God, that was shed on the cross. We thank you, our Father and our God. We thank you, Lord God, for, by through the blood, through the blood, through the blood, we are reconciled, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for by reason of the blood, Lord, we can come boldly to your throne of grace to obtain help, to obtain mercy, to obtain favor in our time of need. Lord, this is a season of our need, our Lord and our God. And we celebrate the fact, Lord God, that we can come boldly unto your throne of grace. For indeed, our Father and our God, the Lord Jesus, when He gave up the ghost, He said, It is finished. And the veil was rent in two. And we thank You, our Father and our God, for the veil that was rent in two meant that we can have come into the Holy of Holies. Lord, we do not rely on the blood of goats. We do not rely on the blood of animals. We do not re re rely on the blood of cows. But we rely, Father God, and come in by the blood of the Lamb. With the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. And we thank you, our Father and our God, for the forgiveness of sins that we have. Because, Lord God, of the blood. We thank you, Lord God, for that blood that maketh intercession for us. We thank you, Lord God, for the covering of the blood. We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege that we have in you, in Christ Jesus. For no longer are we condemned in you. For your word says there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, our Lord and our God, for the blood. For through the blood, Father God, we have redemption. Through the blood, Lord God, we have the victory. We give you praise, our Father and our God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We give you praise, our Father and our God. We bless and magnify your name. We thank you, Father God. We bless and exalt your name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. In the same book of Colossians chapter 2. Reading from verse 9. The Bible says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, and in Christ we have been brought to the fullness of, for he is the head of every power and authority. 
in him, we were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled all the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Let's thank God for the triumph that we have, the victory that we have by reason of the cross. Let's lift up our voice and exalt and praise the name of the Lord this morning. Let's praise Him and exalt Him for the victory that we have. Let's give God praise and thank Him for He has disarmed all powers and all principalities. He has disarmed powers and principalities. Every charge of our legal indebtedness have been cancelled. Those things that stood against us, that condemned us, have been cancelled by reason of the blood. Today we celebrate the fact that Christ rose again. We celebrate the fact that He nailed our indebtedness onto the cross. Father, we thank You, Lord God, for Christ has disarmed powers and authorities. He has made a public show of them. We thank You, our Father and our God. We exalt Your name, our Lord and our God. We praise You, Father God. We praise You, our Father and our God. Thank You. Turn us on and greet Him. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah forevermore. My, it is very interesting the prayers that I had when I came in. Let's take us in the heavenly places. Today is the day that Christians remember or celebrate, not remember. Celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, there are some hymns that came to my head uh, which we sing on a day like this. But what happened is that our choir have not been taught those hymns. And I made, my, I made a vow to God that I will endeavor within that next year to spend time with the choir and teach hymns so that they will be able to sing those hymns. Because those hymns, they are hymns that are designed from scriptures and those hymns tell the story. One of it says that the war is ended, the battle is over. It says our Savior has fought the battle and won. And it says the song of joy shall we continuously sing. Hallelujah. You know, a day like this is a day for believers to reflect their mind on the real thing. Two things this meeting will, will uh, remind you is the significance of resurrection and what are you doing in readiness of His coming. Many of us, we need to be reminded that the coming of Jesus, Jesus has already come to some people. To those among us who have died, He had already come. 
Because after death, there is no other opportunity to add, to delete, and to do anything for the Lord. But for those of us who are still alive, for those of us who are still alive, we are awaiting His coming in the bodily form. And you and I, who are still alive, still have an opportunity to determine what happens to us you know, when He comes, or when he, we die. Death is always something that many people fear. But I am of the opinion, and I say this among you all the time, whenever I was told that somebody dies, and I go to the place to visit the people of the family of who the person dies, I always say this, I wish I was the one. Every time people die, I feel like going. And I always say to the people, Lord, <laughs> when I come to see the end of man, I wish I was the one lying in this position. Because my eyes have seen where I'm going. I have visited my home in heaven. And that is the reason why I spend all my life laboring hard. Because I don't know the day that this spirit will walk out of this body. You don't have to be sick to, be, to die. Somebody can dance seriously in a minute today, jump up full of all the energy, plan for tomorrow and even prophesy about himself for tomorrow. And that day he departs. Because when we will die, prophecies will still continue. If when Jesus will come tonight, God, you know, Holy Spirit should be telling you things that will happen tomorrow, next tomorrow, next year, four years time. Do Jesus is coming tonight. And I've helped you to understand by the scripture that prophecy is to say that if the, the Lord tarries, these are the things that will take place. If Jesus did not intercept the agenda of man, these are the things that will take place. It's just like a father gave birth to children and he plans for the children, okay, that by such and such age, this child should inherit this. By such and such age, this child should inherit this. Alright? But if the child dies before the age, alright, that child certainly will not inherit that. But the father had made provision for him that when he gets to that age, that's what he will inherit. Same thing with the father in heaven. And we must understand this, that Resurrection Sunday, as good as it's good to be celebrated, also it is good to remind yourself on what you really are doing about the day of your death and your resurrection. I will call some people to come and read the scriptures. We read from the book of um, res res uh, <laughs> the book of resurrection. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the book we always read every year. If you have been here last year, it was read. If you have been here for 26 years, every year, read it. To look at the story of the resurrection, that is Matthew 28. And I would need to call some people to come and read like I did before. Um, I want to call people who haven't read before, especially our young ones who are eloquent in reading. Brother, can you come and read? You will be among those who will read. And... Uh, uh, that brother beside um, the sister, yes, yeah, yes, you to come out and you read. And I need the lady to intercept them. Sister, come over and you read. Now, the three of you should come over, please. 
I want you to listen to this story. When you listen to the story of the Bible, you listen to know the facts, and then you also listen to try to understand the message. All right? And then, thirdly, you listen to look for how does it apply to you. You must know the story as it is written, and you must know the messages that the story is trying to communicate, which is universal. But you must narrow it down to what is your own business there. How does it apply to you? So that when you leave this meeting, even if I didn't preach after reading this story, yes, I rebuke the spirit of suicide in Jesus' name. Now, let me just take you through some reading. First of all, I want to say this, that every family in this house must read the Bible together as a family during when the parents allow all children to read various verses of the Bible from kid. Alright? So that while your parents listen, they read. And they will read beginning from when they are not able to be fluent so that you help them. Any child that is taught the Bible this way, they excel in English. Because from the age of two or three, they started reading, they are learning the act of reading, and that enhances their power of assimilation. They be very good in science, good in sociology, good in philosophy, because the Bible is all-encompassing. If you can understand the Bible deeply and read the Bible fluently, there is no book under heaven you cannot understand. Without anyone teaching you, you will understand. So it's a good practice. And of course, too, you will interview them to tell you what they have read so that you can understand as parents that they understood what they read. And that will help them as they grow up. Now, let me just go through a few of these scriptures. The first part of these scriptures, there are a lot of things there, as in the area of facts. I say look at the facts, you look at the lessons, and you want, want to look at the application. It says, after the Sabbath are done on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, another Mary went to look at the tomb. Now, I want us to look at that record. Because historical facts are established by, first principle, the testimony of the witness. People who saw the scene, and then they wrote about what they saw, because they were eyewitnesses. Now, this story you know, one of the validity of the Bible is that the Bible conforms with every principles of learning, from philosophical reasoning to historical reasoning, and then into spiritual analysis. Now, this, therefore, report begins by talking about some people who went and saw something. Okay. And these people were women. This is synonymous, or, or rather, this is also applicable to what's happening now, synonymous to what's happening in the church today now. You will find out that women are created by God with a more curious heart. In the church of God all over the world, or in any religious issues all over the world, you see more number of women. So it is in the church of God that you have, up to today, the, more, the most of membership in churches are women because they are very curious in the way God created them. So these women went there uh, to look at the tomb. But it says, the Bible says that they were there to look 
at the tomb, their intention was to go and take care of the body of Jesus Christ. They did not expect resurrection. They went there because on the second day, which is Saturday, is Sabbath day. And usually when someone dies in Israel and they are buried, they go on the second day to, you know, um, you know uh, uh, do some form of embalming on the body. To rub the body with oil and preparation and stuff like that. But they could not go on Saturday. So early Sunday morning, they went with all those spices in their hands to go and do it. But the Bible says that what they saw was strange. There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. So while these people were standing and they were trying to go in to the tomb, they saw an incident happen. And they, were, they became the witnesses and the watchmen of this manifestation. It was not a trance, neither was it a vision. It was a physical encounter. Because the Bible says, the women said, they saw. There was an earthquake, or the earth was shaken like a tremor. Because they saw an angel of the Lord who descended from heaven. If you look at the way this is recorded, it looks like the, the, the legitimate way literature is expressed. Or sometimes you have historical facts expressed in that way. Because it first talks about something that took place later. And as it writes, goes further, it now talks about what they saw prior, which is called a flashback. Now, the Bible says, in describing they saw an angel. And the angel of Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb. He rolled the tomb away, the stone away, and he sat on the stone. Now, they now began to discuss his appearance. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. If you look at what they are saying now, putting the two verses together, they saw an angel flash down from the sky like lightning. When they looked at the angel, the angel, as he's standing, it was like lightning, flashing, lightning, flashing. But in that lightning was standing the angel with a white robe. And that lightning angel went to the stone, rolled the stone away, and boom, sat upon it. Now, but something took place as well to show us that it was a physical manifestation, an evidence of physical occurrence. They said, the gods who were, the gods were so afraid of him, that is the angel, that they shook and became like dead men. They fell to the ground. Their eyes were open. They are physically conscious. And they were, they were like dead men. Which tells us mental shock. If any human being, the evidence that what those women saw is the truth. Is the story of what happened thereafter. The soldiers were 
given the charge in the previous uh, story by the governments that, look, this man said, Herod went to, to, to um, uh, uh, the Roman government that, look, this man said on the third day he will rise up. If he did rise up, then this last scandal will be greater than killing him. So, the government, uh, 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 the Roman power said, go and do whatever you like. So, he said, please give us your best soldiers. Tall, huge, lanky soldiers that no man can confront. Then he gave them six soldiers. And these six soldiers, the, the stone was so heavy that it took more than six soldiers to, to roll it to the, to the, to the uh, entrance of the tomb. And then they sealed the tomb. So if anybody moves the stone, the seal will break. And when you see the seal of Caesar, you don't touch it. It's death. So they did everything humanly to make sure that his disciples will not come and roll the stone away and lie to, the, to them that, you know, he resurrected. And this is the reason why the soldiers themselves, when they saw the angel, you know, the soldiers were, they suffered shock. Well, why didn't they marry, why didn't Mary and the other women suffer shock? Let me tell you the distinction. They are, they, the Roman soldiers were brought up in myth. They know about gods. They are people who worship the sun god. They worship the god of thunder. They worship all these gods. And the Mary and the rest of them worship the living god. And they were used to angels. So someone who is used to angel when an angel appears does not have to suffer shock of such dimension. But someone who believes in idols and demons and stuff, when they see a thing like that, they collapse. Because they have a consciousness that a God has descended. While those who, are, who know God, like Mary them, can worship if it was a God, it was the God, not a God, and they can differentiate between the God who created heavens and earth and his holy angels. They could not make any mistake about it. And they know you do not worship angels but the Son of God. And so the Bible says these people who were the soldiers, they went into the shock, which is normal, expected. They were looking, but they were all like dead men. And then the angel walked past the angels who were on the floor. Then he rolled away the stone, and then he sat on the stone. Let me say something to you. That angel had not left the stone till today. He rolled the stone away, and he did not leave it for anyone to roll it back. He took his seat over the stone, that the word that had been prophesied might be fulfilled. I will let you understand at the end of this lecture, how is that relevant to you and I, those who believe in Jesus? And he said, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I, I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was what? Crucified. He is not here. He has what? Risen. That is the second evidence for the earthly evidence physical human beings saw and said. For spiritual evidence, the angel spoke and said, it is written. Evidence of three dimensions establish absolute truth. But if you look at it, it says, 
Come and see the place where he was laid. Come and look at the evidence that he is not there. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has what? Risen from what? The dead. And he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Listen then. It says so the women hurried away from the tomb. Afraid they are yet filled with joy. What is this that has happened? And around to tell the disciples, suddenly Jesus met them. Are we together? Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped their, his feet, and worshipped him. That is, they came to Jesus and they held him at the feet, and they bowed their head down before the, before the Lord. He said, he says, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, there they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything they had seen. So the guards recovered from their shock and they went to tell their boss. <laughs> when the chief priests had met the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers. So which means the chief priests went there to see by themselves. And when they went and saw, they now, they now said, look, they devised a plan that and said, telling them you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while he was asleep. If this report get to the governor, we will, we will satisfy him and, and keep you out of trouble. Is that a lie? Because the governor of the Roman, when the Roman soldiers tell him what they saw, he believes in idols. That is the last deception of the Hebrew. The intention of it was not to tell, not to spare those soldiers' lives. The intention of it was to lie against the reason, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now you can see the devil how you are behind all this stuff. Till today, the same thing that the devil is using against millions on earth is to deceive them that Jesus was not risen. You know, people, you know, many books of religion or some books of religion, they accept the fact that Jesus performed miracles. Okay? They accept the fact that Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Like in Quran, Surah 3 tells you that. That Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That the Spirit of God entered into a woman and conceived Jesus Christ. Surah 55, Ayah 66 says that Jesus will be the sign of the end of the earth. He will come again to judge the, the living and the dead. I will gather. This information are in Quran. But Quran said Jesus did not die. He was taken to heaven. And because he was taken to heaven, he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. But if you look at the footnote of Surah 55, Ayah 66, it says that he will make way for eternal Islam. Hallelujah, somebody. Satan is a liar and a deceiver. Till today, he's still deceiving many. Second, Satan can deceive you, a man, that you are not really a man, you are a woman. He can deceive you, a woman, and say you are not really a woman, you are a man. Let me say something to you. A day will come that is called the day of reckoning. 
When man will face the, record, the day of reckoning, no man will be able to change his destiny. It's either eternal hell, continuous torture forever, or eternity with God. Anyone who allows Satan to deceive him will go to where the devil will go, which is hell. Hell is real. You know it. Even the agnostics know it. And the atheists. They use the word hell, everybody. When they are going through unpleasant condition, you hear agnostics say, I'm going through hell. And when an agnostic is going through a blissful condition, he says that, well, maybe I'm in my paradise. The devil is a deceiver up till today. May he never be able to deceive you. But you see, does the decision of Satan stop the story of resurrection? No, you and I were the evidence that he is risen. Somebody say, Amen. The devil wants you not to believe Jesus, but he wants you to believe his lie. <laughs> and now it has become so silly that some people even believe that they were born, though they, they can come in the image of a man, but they were born as women. Is that not madness? It is peculiar nonsense. Absolute integral madness. Listen to me. <laughs> I cannot understand how someone can tell me I'm working on my hand when I'm working on my feet. For me to believe that I'm not working on my feet, but it is my hand by which I'm working while I'm standing on my feet. Something is wrong with my ability to understand the truth about myself. That is just similar to those who are mad. Mentally derailed. They just don't understand the truth about themselves. Don't be deceived. But you see, this story is so interesting. At the end of the story, he began to talk to the people. He says, if you go down to the way to verse, verse 16, then the eleven disciples were in Galilee to the, to, 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 went to Galilee to the mount where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped. So you have evidence of three beings. The women... The angel and the disciples on the side of truth. Then you have the evidence of the devil and his herald and the rest of them. Who stand upon deception? Listen to me, beloved. I love this. What validates what Jesus said? It says here, then the eleven went. When, when they saw Jesus, verse 17, they worshipped him, but some doubted, that is, some of the disciples. That was why he went to Thomas and said, look at my hand. And Thomas put his hand to believe. But then he says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth are what? Given to me. All authority in heaven and other what? Given to me. Therefore go and make disciples. Now that is where it applies to you and I. We serve a God who has authority over everything. We serve a God who has control over everything. Listen to me. Then it says therefore go and make disciples of all. Uh, you know go, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've taught, I've commanded you. And then he says, and surely, O oh, lo, I am with you always to the very end of age. 
Let me say something to you, beloved. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then nothing has the power to overcome you. You know, all the Christians who always go for deliverance, they are not born again as far as I'm concerned. Because they have no validity in, in, in the scripture to tell me that. Somebody who have received, Jesus said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open, I and my Father will enter. Now, <clears throat> if Jesus entered into a man, and Jesus claimed that all authority in heaven and earth are in him, which means in that man that Jesus is in, is all authority in heaven and earth. Am I saying some sense? You need to appreciate what is in you. What is in you is the beginning and the end of authority. Someone says that, but well, why am I so much afraid? Because you have many Christians who are afraid. If Christians have nothing to be afraid of, they'll be afraid of, of nothing. If they have something to be afraid of, they'll be afraid of nothing. That is, they will be afraid when there is nothing to be afraid of. I've had Christians who are afraid of crossing the bridge. I've had somebody who said he's a Christian is afraid of night. I've had somebody who said he's a Christian is afraid of darkness. Some are afraid of water. Some are afraid of ants. I mean, they are just things you made up your mind to be afraid of. Ants is, uh, is food. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, yes. Ants are food. You know, the food, some ants you don't eat here. They eat it in, 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 in China. And we eat some ants. Hallelujah, somebody. I ate ant before. Delicious. Nutritious. Hallelujah and any other cheers. How can I be afraid of what I should eat? Something that contains protein, God gave to me, I'm afraid of it. Because some devil told me that it is a witch. The only thing I cannot eat is cockroach. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. If it is cockroach, I just use my hand to kill it. But other hands, how can you be afraid of hands? Amen, somebody. Or somebody is afraid of wind. Or somebody is afraid of rats. When your house is infested with deaths, you have the agent of rats celebrating their part there, man. And we have all manners of teachings also from ignorance that make God's people afraid. But I know the Bible tells me you are not given the spirit of what? Fear. Because it puts you under what? Bondage of slavery. But you are given the spirit of love. And power and sound mind. Why? Because the one who has all authority that controls heaven and that controls the earth, either the earth is composed of demons and men, who whatever the composition is, the one who has the authority that controls them is inside you. Why should you be afraid then? But you see, there's a key here. He says, and Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all I have taught you. And then Jesus says, And lo, I'm with you. You want to see the miraculous power of Jesus? Do that. Go preach the gospel and disciple people, and you'll see the miraculous. When you are sitting in the church like this, there is no reason for the power to heal to happen or demonic power to happen. I remember <laughs> signs and wonders don't happen in church except seldom, sometimes. Why? Because the end of Mark chapter 16 verse 19 says, After the Lord had spoken to them, He was taken up into heaven and He sat at the right hand of God. Then 
The disciples went out and did what? Come on now, say it loud. Say it very loud. I said the disciples went out and did what? They preached in uh, uh, Accra and then they left, uh, they left uh, Kumasi. Yes? Come on now, let's talk together. Where did they preach? No, they came to London and sat in London and that's the end of it. May the Lord kick you out of this city. Everywhere I need to hear the gospel. You want to see manifestation? It's everywhere. When you preach the gospel. Yesterday we were out on the streets to preach the gospel. All of us were told last Sunday, meet apostle on Saturday. And we go out. Where did you go? Hmm. Am I talking? If Jesus came midnight and opened the book of CFT, he will say to you that, where church do you go? I go to CFT. Were you in church last Sunday? Yes. But I told you, meet me on the streets yesterday. Even my servant was there. Where were you? Someone says that I want God to work with me like he worked with Apostle Williams. Let me tell you how he worked with me. One day I went to preach in a place. I went to preach in a place. Okay? I've told you this story. I will keep on telling you every day until you become the story. My father used to tell me the same story of his life day in and day out from when I was a baby. That's why I know much about the kingdom of Satan. I was doing crusade in Shagamu and then the people came to me a, a minister, the set of ministers and said to me that, look, Apostle, we are having problems in our own city because the occult in our city have ganged up together. They humiliate our women, beat them, treat them naked publicly. In Nigeria, not one strange country somewhere. They call them giants of Africa. This is what is happening to the giants. They beat their women and strip them naked. Occult people. When Christians like today, if the occult people are doing their festival this month, if you play drums, they will come and take the drums. They will enter the church and take the drums and tear it and throw everybody out. Occult. These are not law enforcing agents. They are not council who, who did not give you <laughs> the, the planning permission. These are human beings like you. Because they said that they are, they are worshipping their God in that month and no church should play drums. When churches want to do night VG, they will also go and announce to the whole people that we are doing VG today. Nobody must come out and nobody will come out, including the police and the judges and the lawyers. Hmm? Because they fear those people more than they fear God. They now ask me after telling me all this stuff. They told me that they, one day they beat a Christian woman naked to unconscious. The church people came, ministers from various churches came, helped this woman, and they went to the police station to report the case because they wanted it to be, to be, to be prosecuted. As they were, the police was taking the statement, these occult people put their gown and carried their charms and their rod, and they, they filed up in a line, and they were coming to the police station. When the police station saw them, they were chanting and doing all stuff nonsense. The police officers, including the DPO, ran out to the back door, and left the Christians who came to complain, the complainant alone. And these occult people surrounded the, the courts, uh, the uh, station, and then the, 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 they were telling the Christians that, where are the police you came to report us to? Where are they? So, 
the Christian ministers, that is like, you know, Council of Evangelicals, they now decided to take them to court. They got a lawyer, took them to court. When they, 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 the first day of the hearing, after all submissions and stuff, these people came in their regalia and their champs to the court and sat, and they were looking at the judge. So when the judge looked at the people sitting, the judge adjourned the case. Now, listen to me. They adjourned the case first year, second year, third year, to the seventh year, and I went to do crusade in Ishaqam. Then in my crusade, they now told me this story and told me that, can you help us? When they've told you all the stories about people who have beheaded others and sacrificed them, people who the, both the police, police went to apprehend them one day, another group of them. They were fighting and the government sent police there. A girl came out and stretched her hand in the public to the police. The clothes of the police people became their skin. Yes, a young girl. When they were trying to remove the clothes, they were peeling the skin of the policemen. These are the people I'm talking about. One day, the police went to apprehend them. They went to the police station and took egg. A woman took egg, threw the egg against the police station, and the whole police station engulfed in fire and burned to ashes. And they waited for their guns. So when somebody took egg and threw egg to your station and your station and got in fire and burned to ashes, will you shoot gun? They went to give the gun to the government who sent them. So, haven't told me all these atrocious acts of the people. They now ask, Apostle, can you help us? If I was to talk like an ignorant, I would say to them that, well, just keep on praying to God. You know why I'm telling you this? The Bible says it is only they who know their God that will do exploit, not those who make noise. I can spend money and make a lot of noise in England and we can fill the stadium by the noise. And have people all over the whole place. It amounts to nothing. People who know God are, 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 are established when you have face-to-face confrontation with the devil. That's how you know who know God. Not by popular name and making jingles all over the whole place. Listen to me. It is not by anointing people say. Because it's been abused. It is by you. A no man, nobody. But you know God. You know God. The rest is story. I told them, go and tell these people that we should have meeting next month. But that meeting should be in their forbidden forest. The place where they behave people and sacrifice them is where I want to hold a meeting with them. They listened to me. I said, no. You told me, can I help? And I'm telling you, will you say what I said too? And they went and told them. The rest is story. The rest is story. My last day of meeting them, they sent a thunder to kill me. I'm talking about that power cannot manifest unless you do what the master instructed. As the thunder was coming, prrr, I commanded, stop in the name of Jesus. The thunder froze, okay, like a stick, and it was going, shh. It was recorded. You, some of you have seen the bird they sent to kill that I commanded life out of the bird from the cloud. It came down. It's not by anointing. Those things don't happen by any anointing. 
they happen because I believe this Bible is the only truth and it can never be anything but the truth. For it, I don't care for death. I will get it now. They, they are not their God will be strong, not those that come to church. But to know God, you must come to church and not on Sundays only. Not on, on Easter Sunday. Oh yes, you don't know, you don't pass university by going to school just like that. I, let me say something to you, I won't tell you this. You don't pass with good grade by just reading two hours. You know, we were late yesterday. I had to submit my assignment yesterday night. No matter how late you were, I went home to go and begin to read. And the assignment is so simple. Read about 100 pages and write 500 words to represent 100 pages of reading. And those readings have about 7 or 8 cases. I have to read what the judges said in each of the cases. And the question I was asked, I must not faff. They call it in law. I must not be talking nonsense, quoting the book of, uh, of um, Goliath. <laughs> when, I'm talking, when I'm talking about Apostle Paul. So, what will I do? I got tired. I slept. I woke up a few hours and I continue to do the work till now. I haven't rested, but I am preaching the word too. <coughs> Let me say something to you. Success don't come because somebody comes to church once in a year or once on a Sunday and says, I'm worshipping God. You are not worshipping God. Facts. If God will, if everybody will do like that to God, then God is not God. And you can't expect God to bless you the way He blesses other people. I told mommy, my assignment last week, the new module, you know, I wasn't very happy because I submitted one of the questions and I said to mommy that this question, I didn't have more time to talk about it. I don't think I will get A in this. So, but I could have gotten A star. And the result came out. The first one I got A, second one I got B. So I now told mommy, this one, I must make sure I get A star in the three that I'm submitting. So, to do that, read more. I have to read more. I have to visit my class daily. I have to study, talk to my lecturer every day. I have to talk to other students every day. In church, if you don't do the same, you fail. You fail. Yeah, I met ministers on the field. Who, I don't know ministers who came to meet me that for seven years they have been adjoining their case. And all these people have been messing about in their city. I don't know ministers. They are ministers like me. If you talk of apostles, some of them are apostles. Talk of prophets, some of them call prophets too. Hello somebody. But there were many prophets in the days of Elijah. Who were running helter skelter. But there was a man called Elijah who said, Who is this Jezebel that defies the most high God? There shall be no dew or rain except by my word. Not by the word of us. Majority don't carry vote in the spiritual. What happened to your life is what you permitted. Don't blame devil for messing you up. Because you messed up yourself anyway. Devil don't mess the pull up. He come to increase the mess that you have created. 
Let me say something to you. In the day that there was war in Israel, and Gilad was, was bragging everybody, it took a young boy, a young boy of 17. David, when his senior brothers who are generals in the army, could not confront this user Goliath. They had bows and arrows. But that battle was drawn that anybody who can win me. The Bible says that the javelin of Goliath is as tall as a human being. The head of his javelin is as big as the head of a man. He was heavily tall and huge, unusually, to the extent that Saul the king was afraid. When the boy came, very frail young boy without life, he said, who is this man that defied the God of Israel? I will fight him. They said, the king said, take my armor. When they put the armor of the king on this boy, the boy fell to the ground. He could not carry the armor. The armor that will kill you, may God not let you carry it. The arm of flesh will always fail you. Let me say something to you. But there was a boy called Daniel, uh, David. He said, look, I don't need this armor. I need the name of Jehovah. He defiled the name. So they said, how will you fight him? He said, don't worry. The arm of flesh will fail. He went to the springs, which symbolizes the Holy Spirit. He took five stones, which symbolizes the five ministries of the Spirit. Only one of them, as he shot it, he went straight to the only hole available to destroy Goliath. Because in the whole of his body is fitted armor, except the hole. David did not aim. He just flung it. Anywhere you throw it, you will hit the devil. In the name of Jesus, if you say to demon, gone out, he will go out. If you say went out, he will go out. I mean, he doesn't understand English. If you say to the devil that I binded you in the name of Jesus, he will be bound. <laughs> and when somebody is speaking, squeezing like this, excuse me, please, demons. <laughs> Could you please go out and say, I'm coming? <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Every problem that you are facing in your life, let me say something to you, if you can understand what I'm saying today, we will stand against them and they shall be no more. It was not for joke that God sent Jesus. He died. He did not rot. He lived in the grave. And the grave could not hold him. The Bible says on the last day, the third day, he resurrected from the grave. And death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, he is Lord. Let me say something to you. I will serve that God. Stand up on your feet. Lift up your voice to heaven and begin to thank God for this hour. Thank God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, we bless your name. Thank God because he resurrected for you. Yay! 
father, 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 father. Malalele boba sopaka baradada. Lere kosepo ima kerabo jakate. Membreke soka poli ale mazeto kolimaranda. Lift up your voice and thank God for the resurrection power of Jesus. Everything the devil has put to death in your life begin to command it to resurrect. Whatever Satan has killed in your family, command them to begin to resurrect. And begin to decree. Anything the devil has established in your home, over your marriage, over your children, you put them to death in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything the devil has established, we cause them to die. Everything he has established in our families, in our bodies, in our children, in our marriages, we terminate them in the name of Jesus Christ. By the power of resurrection, everything the devil has established, yea, by the power of resurrection from the dead, we paralyze them. We paralyze them in the name of Jesus. We paralyze them in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil has built, we command them to sink in the name of Jesus. We decree the earth to open his mouth and swallow them up. Yeah, Lord God. Resurrect, resurrect. Everything the devil has put to death. Your zeal that has been killed, I command it to resurrect again. Your love for God that the devil has quenched, I command it to wake up again. Your socks that the devil has stopped. I command it to move and wake up again. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Let me show you a scripture. We will pray that scripture. I teach it in a day like this. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. It says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know, one, the hope which, to which he has called you. Two, the riches of his glorious inheritance, I love that, in his sins. We are still exploring. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Now, there is a power that he has given to those who believe. And that power is incomparable. Incomparably great. I always use this word whenever I speak about it. An incomparably great power is something that is infinitesimally small or close. That is, the measure of it begins from infinity. I learned that in surveying. It is so magnanimous that quantum theory cannot quantify. It is so extensive that there is no measurement or comprehension of devil or man that can ever understand it. So, if the problem that faces you needs just a dose like the grain of sand, the power produces it. But if the problem that faces you, that grain of sand, turns to an elephant, the power will produce it. Not with more stress, but the same way it produced for the grain of sand. It is 
equipotential. It is, it is, it is, it is a power that I wish all believers can understand what I'm talking about. You have no reason to fail and to quit in life. For anything, anything you said you have to want to gain, that you get. If you can walk in the power. Listen to me. It says that power is like the working of his mighty strength. That is the strength of God. Next verse, please. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the right hand of God. You understand from Matthew 28 that when that power was brought, he was sent to an angel. Because the angel was carrying the same power, he was flashing like lightning. That angel did not hold the power. He carried that power exerted by God here. The Bible says it. God exerted the power that angel is sent to wake up the sun and raise him up. Go! And that angel carried the power. But when he appeared on earth, there was flashing of lightning. When he landed, he was flashing like lightning. Okay? That anyone who saw him fell, except those who know him. To the, to the stone, and the stone rolled away, sat on it. It doesn't matter how many enemies Satan sent against you. It doesn't matter. If that power that rolled the stone away is in you, you can overcome the greatest odds of the devil. We are going to lift up our voice today and say, Father, I exercise the resurrection power against every power of the devil over my life. Lift up your voice and begin to decree. Anything the devil has said before you, let him collapse by the resurrection power of Jesus. There is a power in you, more than what you can imagine. By your resurrection power of God. I destroy all the manipulation of hell. I destroy all the manifestation of hell. It gives Christ for tabernacle. They fall. They fail. They fall. They fail. It gives every child of this house. They fall. They fail. It gives every woman of this house. They Manipulation of hell, they fail. Against every man in this house, they fall and they fail. 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 Oh God, Makabalam the Seraba. Begin to command every door to be opened. Double door be opened by the power of resurrection for every member of this family. Mountains be leveled in the name of Jesus Christ. Zandra Boseke Balibosha. Decreed in the name of Jesus. Yay! Begin to decree a new beginning for your life. You enter into a new beginning today. Tell God, let your power in me produce that lightning. Let it come with thunder. Whenever my name is mentioned, answer with fire. Answer with thunder, Lord. Answer with your lightning, Lord. Whenever my name is mentioned, Manda Kubaleda, Zandra Kubasenda Haria, Niklokoskebaru, let the fear and the all of you fall upon my men when they mention the name of Alfred anywhere. Father, we bless you. Father, we exalt you. 
In Jesus anointed name we have prayed with us given. Look. Before we go, we go. I want everyone to close their eyes. If you know you have not accepted Jesus Christ, and you want to, lift your hand where you are, and I'll pray with you. If you know you haven't invited Jesus into your heart, and you want to experience that, I have several testimonies to tell you. Put your hands on your chest and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Father, I pray for everyone under my voice. Those who are bound by chains, I command the chains to melt. The Bible says, let my people go that they may serve you. The reason why you give back to us is for service. People that Satan has been destroying with apathy, I command apathy to be lifted up. People who procrastinate in life and they never come to a time to serve God, may procrastination be taken away forever. Jehovah. 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 People whose life is going contrary to what you have designed. And so they are struggling. They have great potentials. But Satan has been frustrating their manifestation or revealing. And they are not able to attain the heights that you set for them. They struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. Father, by the power <coughs> that raised us from the dead, I command victory strength to come into them. You will no more struggle to serve God. You will no more struggle to serve God. Because the fundamental issue is if the devil can make it a, a half task for a man to serve God, he can hinder him. But if God, if man can overcome the obstacle and love the Lord his God with all his heart, serve the Lord his God with all his might, then he will excel easily. For every member of this house, Father, I pray, That the hindrance of the enemy with which he hinder people from serving you be taken away. Lord, help people to understand that their destiny is interlocked with their faithfulness to you. Help every seed of this house to be faithful unto the living God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praised. O oh my soul. Magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in His name. For death could not hold Him captive, even in the grave. Jesus is for death. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. Turn the song beside you, congratulate them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah forevermore. 
take your seats in the heavenly places. You know, before I go to cathedral, I want to do two things. Number one, I want to welcome visitors and then I want to conduct your 